welcome to a special Southern Grist Brewing showcased episode of... Brutal Battle. This is a brewery that we've had no beers from. No. Ever. We had a really awesome opportunity uh, because of how we're able to obtain this. Basically because we are part of the Reserve Society through the brewery out of Placentia, California. They have a location in D.C., and they've been doing these things where it's like a pop-up can release or bottle release for other breweries to kind of get them into that market. And I don't know if they get a cut of those sales or what, but um, as a society member, we don't get any sort of special discount or anything, but we do get the opportunity to have early access online to purchase the beers to make sure that if you know it's pretty limited, we, we can actually get some before the general public. So we do like that service. So... When we saw Southern Grist pop up, I've heard good things about their sour beers. And actually, three of the beers that we're going to try on this one are sour. Oh, cat's leaving. Uh, bye, Chloe. Um, so I was like, let's give it a shot. Yeah. You know, we, this is a perfect opportunity to do a showcase episode. So obviously, we're going to talk about them. But real quick, I do want to say uh, on a podcasting note, we were contacted by a Listener Peter Martins, who said that he's been listening to the podcast for over a year now, been enjoying it. Thank you, Peter. Uh, and he had an idea. He said because of the COVID times, he's been doing a lot more homebrewing. And he's sure that a lot of other people are doing homebrewing, which accurate from what I've been hearing. So he had the idea, what if you do a homebrew competition for the podcast and I'm down. I think it's a great idea, but I can't say we can definitely do it just because I don't know what we would get from people, you know, if we would get enough to really do a competition. So if you are listening or if you know people and you want to try and get some homebrews in our hands to do a competition, reach out to us, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see what we can do. But great idea from Peter Martins, and we'll see if we can make it happen. And then... If anyone has anything to say, basically, you could just email us, just like Peter did. So, thank you. Anyway, focusing on Southern Grist. Yeah, and my glass is empty. Well, I'm going to tell you a few things first. What? Okay, fine. We'll do a beer. <laughs> okay, so the first one, all these sound quite interesting to me. So the first one, we're swinging for the fences on this one. Key Lime Pie Goza. And it is... It's a pie-inspired goza brewed with coriander, salt, lime peel, and marshmallows, then conditioned on lime juice, vanilla beans, and graham crackers, and it is 5.8% alcohol. Sounds like it could really be good. Yeah, it sounds like it could be amazing. Actually, all these beers sound like they could be amazing. So and we have uh, another one of all of them. We have multiples. Oh. Okay. We got four packs. Of all of them. Oh my gosh, do you see how full this can yeah, is? it's like a crowler. It's even more so. Like, as soon as I open it up, like, it's filling the top up. Like, it's over full, basically. They're not jipping you. Actually, I shouldn't use that term. I was just going to say, don't, you can't say that. That's actually um, a slur against yeah. gypsies, so sorry. They're not trying to cheat you. I will say that. And now people know. So does it look like a Goza? Basically, yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. It looks like it goes up. I don't wipe my hands off because I, mean, I have beer all over them. Light. It's yellowish-orange. Yeah. And it's... You can't see through it. And there's a little bit of head on the top. It's very, very fine bubbles, which you end up getting a lot of the times with sour beers. 
It smells so Ooh. good. It's like so limey and so creamy. It smells like custardy. Yeah. I mean, it smells like a key lime pie version of a beer, really. Yeah. I think they nailed it on the nose. I'm getting a good amount of vanilla. Yes. Which is very awesome to me. And that's what's making it really creamy. Yeah. The lime is, is like, it's very strong, but it's not smelling crazy tart. Agreed. I just was going to say, it's it's present, but not tart. Yeah, it's like the beautiful f- smell of a lime without it being like crazy tart smelling. So maybe that will be in the flavor, I'm thinking. That's kind of all I'm getting. I get the graham crackers. I actually do. And I know a lot of times when we have beers with graham cracker, we don't get graham cracker. But I'm getting graham cracker. It smells really good. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's tart. Oh, man, that, that lime just, like, it it spreads. It, it's, like, quickly spreads yes. <laughs> all the way over your palate with a sourness. There's no denying there's lime in this. Mm-hmm. It tastes good, though. Remember, when you're trying sour beers, one sip is not enough. You have to do a few so your palate can kind of acclimate to the sourness and start bringing out other flavors. So that is what we will do. Mm-hmm. I'm wishing there was more vanilla. Right. Because you smell a lot of it. Yeah. I get it in the flavor, but it does seem like the lime is so is so strong in the flavor. And then the, that vanilla kind of comes in at the end. It is good, though. When you take, like, a larger sip... You're still getting a lot of lime, but I feel like then you get a little more vanilla. And I actually am tasting some of that graham cracker coming through with the vanilla. Whew, that'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me a little more. Although I wouldn't recommend drinking this for, like, breakfast or anything. Okay, Even good. if you want to wake up, like Rebecca's saying. This is definitely not one of those more approachable sours no. that... We end up getting a lot of the time. This is one of those you have to like sours to be into this beer. That said, I dig it. I like it. It's just okay. I see where some people, like Rebecca, would want a lot more vanilla, would want a lot more of that graham cracker, especially to kind of bring down the sourness of the beer. But like I was saying, this is more for people who are into sour beers. Yeah. Um, And I like it. It's good. But I also would not complain if there was more perception of vanilla and or graham cracker either. So, but yeah, good beer. Okay, so where is Southern Grist Brewing located? Probably in the south, you would say. Yes, Nashville, Tennessee. Now, this brewery was established in 2016. Uh, Well, that's when they opened up. And it was started by three friends who actually met through work, through their jobs. Uh, Kevin Antoon, who's the numbers guy, Jamie Lee, who's the process guy, and Jared Welsh, who's the brewer. Uh, Now, Antoon is from Illinois, Lee is from Michigan, and Welsh is from Ohio. Hmm. Which is interesting because they're all... Yeah. Those states are all, like, right there. But these guys didn't know each other until they started working together. Uh... So they actually, uh, the the physical location, they partnered with 312 Pizza Company for their tap room. So that's what food they have there. 
and it's they opened the brewery in 2016 with eight taps. Now, I didn't find anything saying that they've expanded on the taps or anything, but it's possible that they have at this point. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so, let's go to the next beer, then. There's not a crazy amount of wow. information on this brewery just because they're, you know, not super old. They don't have a insanely interesting storied past. Okay. Although they do have an interesting story of how everyone met and everything, but like I was saying at work, but um, yeah, so we're going to move kind of quick. Okay. What's the next so one? So the next one is called Gradient Love. And this, and is, this is to break up the sours. Yeah. This is a New England oated double IPA hopped with Vic Secret, El Dorado, and Galaxy Hops. Uh, those are all very awesome hops. By the way, their can, their can art looks cool. It's all about the colors. They use awesome colors. And with this one, the Gradient Love, it's really cool because it's kind of like greenish Gradient. on the bottom and transitions to like a yellow and then to like an or an orange and then like a, like pink. a pink to the top. It's really it's cool. It's Gradient. Oh, did you say what the ABV was? I did not. 7.9. Okay. So. Okay, this one is very full, but not as full as the key lime pie. Pour you first. Okay. Gotta remember that. Oh my gosh, as I'm pouring it, I can tell. It looks like a hazy IPA. Well, sorry, hazy double double IPA. IPA. Yeah, so it's... Oh man, that smells good. Well, I mean, the hops in that. Come on, it's gotta smell good. I mean, what was it again? El Dorado, Vic Secret, Secret, and Galaxy. Galaxy. I mean, yeah. Those are amazingly aromatic hops and usually very tasty ones. Oh, that's so it looks super. like a hazy IPA. I yeah, mean, it's hazy. That that might be that juice, brah. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, it just looks like a hazy IPA. It's got a huge head sitting on top. Yeah. Uh, it's very soft looking, and uh, yeah, this smells really creamy. Ooh, oh my gosh, that smells really awesome too. Does that smell creamy? It does. It smells it does. like it has vanilla in it. It does. And I don't think that's residuals from the key lime pie goes either. Woo. That smells it really smells awesome. Like, it smells like a sweet, it smells like a creamsicle. Yeah. 100%. It, yeah, you hit it. Exactly. It smells exactly like a creamsicle. Mm, I love it. It smells so it's, good. And it's more on the sweet side than it is on the fruity smelling side. Like it's mm-hmm. got a very definite kind of sugary note on the nose mm-hmm, like but it, candied but it also smells soft it also smells very kind of lupulin driven like that nice hoppiness but i i agree with you that i yeah i feel like i'm getting some sort of like vanilla e thing hmm. mm-hmm. there's a decent bitterness on this oh which i wasn't I didn't really smell that. No, I didn't either, uh, and I wasn't anticipating it. No, so that's kind of surprising. This is very surprising. But it has a nice, creamy mouthfeel, mm-hmm. which I really like. It's very full, full uh, bodied. Yeah, I like it. You know, for almost eight percent, I think this is actually pretty well done for a hazy IPA because a lot of the times I know I. I um, complain about the fact that this style doesn't seem like it's really meant to stand up to higher ABVs or being like a double or a triple or whatever. But the way this is executed, it's not 
bad. Like it, 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 it hasn't gone too astringent in trying to reach a higher ABV, which I feel like happens a lot with these types of beers. Hmm. It's like, I feel like I want to like chew, chew it. <laughs> yeah. It definitely chewy. has like a mouthfeel where it's, it's almost chewy ish. There is a decent bit. I mean, that bitterness hangs around too. Yeah. I'm pretty surprised by that. I like it. Does it taste like a creamsicle to you? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm getting like some of the citrus and like the orange. Yeah, definitely. But I'm not getting any of the vanilla that I was getting in the nose. I mean, it's it's just a, a pretty nice hazy double IPA that has more bitterness than you would assume from a hazy. Hmm. Very, um, very much driven by those particular hops, which you would, you know, you'd assume that's the case. Good beer. Good follow-up. I'm even more excited for the last two, though, I will say. All right, so getting into more information. Lee, Jamie Lee, actually worked for a a company called Service Source, which is a company that, and I, I put down an actual quote from Service Source, a company that that's working in outsourced inside sales, customer success, revenue retention, and customer journey experience. Sounds like a bunch of BS, you know? Hmm. It's it's like logistics and customer service is kind of what it seems like. So uh, Lee was working for the, the company first, and I believe this was in California is where the company was. So Lee was in the company first, and then um, Kevin Antoon showed up and joined the company, and Antoon and Lee ended up meeting up with each other. They were co-workers, obviously. And then they were p- picked and tasked to open an office for this company in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, okay. Uh, where they ended up, when they moved out there and started everything moving for this this uh, location, that's when they met Jared Welsh, who, um, as a side note, his gateway beer, Welsh's gateway beer, in an article I found was Magic Hat Number no. 9, ah. which was kind of an early on craft beer that I fell in love with too, so found that cool. So the company, one of the things about the company, uh, and Welsh was a part of the company as well, so they were all working for it. Uh, The company would actually stop working early on Fridays. It was this kind of thing they got into to kind of do a bit of a happy hour. But instead of going out, they started hanging out and sharing beers, just doing like a craft beer share. And that's when Welsh started bringing some of his home brews. And that's when it was discovered, hey, this dude is a really awesome home brewer. So then that kind of got the wheels turning with, huh, and then we'll move on to the next beer. Like I did that cliffhanger? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Well, we know what happens. I'm kidding. It's not very cliffhanger-y. It's just, you know. We know what happens. Just time for another beer is what I'm saying. Okay. Put that back there. We got to rinse the glasses real quick. Okay. So the next beer we have here is Boil the Ocean. These are all 16-ounce cans, by the way. Boil the Ocean, sour ale with tangerine and sea salt. Uh, And they say it is reminiscent of a mimosa at a laid-back Sunday brunch. This fruited sour ale is brewed with tangerine peel, tangerine puree, and sea salt. Hmm. And it's 5.8% alcohol. Okay. I wonder if this is going to, like, rip my face off. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, the salt should, should kind of mellow it. Sometimes the fruit will mellow it, too. I don't know. We'll see. Another one. Very full to the brim. 
I like the way they fill their cans. Like I said, they're not screwing around. Make sure that there's... I mean, there's, like, no oxygen in these. Which is great, because that's what degrades the beer. Alright. So what does it look like? Oh, this is the clearest of the beers, yeah. even though it's not clear. It's like yellowish-orange. Yeah. I'd say it's more on the orange side. There's a decent head with very small bubbles oh, on the man. top. It is so tangerine-y. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um... And that is definitely like a tan... It's definitely tangerine. Yeah, I don't think I've ever smelled tangerine like that in a beer. I that mean, is strong. You could tell me Clementine and I would believe you, but it's definitely like that. It's not just an orange. It also smells really soft, though, too. Yeah, it's probably the salt. Yeah, and that's another thing. Much like the key lime pie goza, it's not smelling sour. It's no. like just like the, the wonderful fruit smell of the tangerine without so a sourness fruity. to it. Yeah, it's just so fruit forward. This smells really nice. Yeah. And it actually, it smells kind of refreshing too. And like I said, soft, which, you know, obviously is the salt. But that smells awesome. Oh, it's really good. Mm. Oh, wow. That's so fruity. That's, That's so, so tangerine. So fruity. I'm getting the salt. I'm getting a little naked Cheerio on the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tart, but not not as much. I think that lime just yeah. is... It, it, lime's tart to begin with, and yeah. then in, in the beer, it's just really... But I see what they're saying when they say kind of like mimosa, because it is very much like that like tangerine juice with Prosecco added to it, because it's got that kind of... You know, dry, vibrant uh, prosecco yeah. aspect to it, and it's got a finish that you like. I said naked cheerio. Yeah, yeah. It's very soft though, too. The yeah, sea salt's good. doing wonders with that beer. It's so soft in the mouth, and that's just making the tangerine so mellow and flavorful, yet not super sour. It's a little bit tart. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I really, really good. like this beer. It's really good. Mm. That boiled the ocean is uh, Trabian, I should say. All right. So in 2014, the guys, uh, Antoon, Lee, and Welsh, started building a business plan because they decided, hey, opening a brewery is something we could definitely do. This would be a good idea. They ended up actually setting financial goals for the company to be very, very smart. So it sounds like it's one of these instances where they started very early in trying to build a business plan, set up, you know, we want to be here at this point and here at this point and setting these financial goals. Super smart so you know that, you know, you're if you're on pace or not and if you need to make adjustments. So they're very smart with the way they approached it. Uh, they worked on getting all this going while they were working their normal job. And at a certain point, they decided, okay, we're close to getting there. So now Welsh should quit. Because since he's the brewer, he's the one who should quit the job first. The rest- throw, throw him to the wolves. Well, no, just because, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to open a brewery, you, you got to have beer, beer first. Yeah. So he needed to get in there and really start things moving with actually brewing beer and everything. So uh, then when they ended up opening, they sold 100,000 beers in their first six months being open. So that's awesome. I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, I was like, is that a lot? I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but it sounds impressive. Does it not? Sure. That's a lot of beer. 
plans, uh, they actually are, ha- they have plans at the moment. I don't know if this still holds true now, but from the article I found, they have plans to try and ship beer to South Korea at some point. What? Because um, Jing Lee has some ties to South Korea, and apparently they say that it's kind of a burgeoning craft beer market at this point, so they kind of like to get hmm. their foot in there and send some beer over. And the last thing I have to say about them before I we do another beer and then talk about some of their beers that sound interesting, their old boss, Grant Clark, is their biggest fan. Aww. Um, he's such a big fan that he shows up for all the can releases, he goes there all the time, and he's a guy who's very proud of where those guys have been and where they've gone. And I think that's a really cool thing. That's cool. That's a feel-good story. Right. Because the other thing is there, there are times where you have people leaving on bad terms, and it's like, oh, we're going to start a brewery, and your old employer's like, you're leaving me high and dry. F you, basically. Right. But this is an instance of him just being like, look, I get it. You know, you guys are chasing a dream, yeah. and that's awesome. And I'm gonna, not only that, I'm going to support you. So, super cool. Last beer, which I am crazy excited for. Sounds interesting. It's called Hill, and it is double-fruited marshmallow passion fruit dragon fruit papaya. They do a few versions of this Hill, so I'll, I think I'll tell you about one of them in the beers list. So it's a fruited lactose sour ale brewed with marshmallows and then double the amount of passion fruit, dragon fruit, and papaya puree. I'm sorry. I don't think I gave you water for rinsing. Yeah, so... Uh, Keep cold, drink fresh, and before it's over the hill. And it's 5.6%. Oh, and that's the other thing to point out is these cans have stayed cold. We got them cold. We got them into the fridge immediately until we got them out and let them warm up, you know, about 30 minutes before doing the episode. So they've been cold. They've been well-preserved. And they were canned in the end of June. And mm-hmm. when we were recording, it is the very beginning of August, August 2nd. So super fresh. You just looked at me perplexed. Yeah, it's August 2nd. I know. I was like, <laughs> is it really August 2nd? You, I'm sorry, you did say the ABV? Yeah, 5.6. Got it. Awesome. I'm very excited. How excited are you for this? I'm really excited. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't disappoint. Ooh, I already see a nice color. I saw a nice color that splashed on the table. Looks pretty. It's like nice and like pink. Yeah, it is. Oh man, it's got like a nice pink head to it too. That's super cool. So this reminds me of, like, a Cosmopolitan. (laughs) If we're, you know, going on inspired-type things like the other beers. Oh, yeah, that's got a cool, like, light pink head. I like that. Yeah, and it's, like, reddish-pinkish. It's such a fun color. I love when beers are this color. It's almost a little bit, like, beet water flavor look. Yeah. Interesting. Whoa. Lots of dragon fruit. Holy crap, that nose is crazy. It smells like high C. <sighs> high chew? No. Oh, high C the drink? The drink. The like fruit punch. Because here's the thing. I started thinking about the the Japanese candy that's kind of like Starburst called high chew or like Laffy Taffy. It's kind of that type thing. Because they have a dragon fruit high chew. And is that how you're able to pick out that it smells so much like dragon fruit? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh my gosh. Isn't it very dragon fruity? Well, it's it's a lot of like red fruits coming together is what it smells like. Like I'd be I would think that maybe there's some berry in there. Yeah. It actually 
I'm not in a bad way, but it's going to sound bad. Has a slight Pepto Bismol type. No, no, no. I don't want to say that. Like a cherry cherry soda. Okay. Well, I don't know why I said Pepto Bismol. It's like a, I was thinking oh, about the head like being as no, being pink. Uh, no, it has like a cherry soda type smell. It smells a little like Fago. I don't know if I'm a little like, familiar with that. Boom. Sorry. Strawberry Fago. It kind of smells like strawberry Fago. If anyone's Not ever had with that. that, it's a Midwest soda. Um, I just remember my grandmother. I'm originally from Ohio. My grandmother lived there. Uh, whenever we would go and visit, she would have sodas, and for a stint of time, she would have Fago, specifically strawberry Fago. So this kind of smells a lot like strawberry Fago. I'm getting the papaya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's um, interesting because it's it, it smells a lot to me initially like red berries, but then when you go under that, it smells a lot like tropical stuff, like mm-hmm. the dragon fruit, like the papaya. But it also smells creamy, which, you know, marshmallow, maybe? It's good. It's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. Does it say it's a sour? Yeah. It's not coming off like all that sour. No. Maybe that's in comparison to the boil the ocean, which actually isn't that sour either, but. Um, well, it has lactose. Are you, I'm not perceiving the lactose, though. Oh, I am because it's creamy. It's very soft. It's very smooth. It's very soft. It's got a creamy note. Yeah. It's, it's a, it ha- there's some tartness there. So. Tasting it, yeah, you're right. It's very light, though. Tasting it, it kind of seems like a more sophisticated version of, like, a Hawaiian punch, kind of. Like high C. Sure. Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Beer version, not not as sweet as that stuff, but yeah. You know, I don't think it's as sweet as, you th- as you're saying it is. For me personally, like, for you, maybe it is tasting extra sweet. It's not really tasting that sweet to me. I I feel like I'm getting a lot of the fruit notes and a creaminess to it from the marshmallow and the lactose, but it, and a little bit of vanilla from the marshmallow as well, but I don't feel like, I feel like it suggests a sweetness based off what it tastes like with all those flavors coming together, but I don't think it's that sweet. It is sweet, but it's not crazy sweet. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, like, really sweet. No. But, I mean, for a sweet beer that's good. supposed to be sour, mm-hmm. I think it is... Uh, yeah, no. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, so continue to sip on that. I'm going to flip the page and talk about some beers that sound really interesting that I'd love to get my hands on. And dudes from Southern Grist, if you're listening to this... You know, if you want to, like, send us some beers and we, you know, have them on another podcast, like, we yeah, do, that. do that. we Brutal do Battle, that. Brutal Battle Podcast at gmail.com. So, uh, one of their beers is called Southern Grits, and it's a corn lager. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, super cool name. Uh, one called Pity Fingers, which is a sweet stout with lactose and crushed butterfingers. Oh. Yeah, I want that bad. I want that real bad. It's probably really sweet, but... But I still want it. And I love Butterfingers, so yeah. I love Butterfingers. So then they have, this is the other version of the hill that I put on here. Double-fruited orange apricot raspberry hill. What? So basically, this beer we had except those fruits instead. Yeah. Really cool sounding. Uh, one called Bean There Brown That, 
which is a brown ale with lactose and vanilla beans. Sounds good. Yes, please. Uh, Black is Beautiful. That is their version Uh of the Black is Beautiful recipe that's going around. And they're doing it as an imperial stout with vanilla added to it, which sounds great. Chop It Up, which is a brown ale conditioned on toasted coconut, hazelnuts, hazelnuts, and cacao nibs. Yeah, Rebecca's eyes got really yeah, wide. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Imperial Lemon Pear Black Currant Hill, which is another version of that hill. Imperial Lemon Pear Black Currant. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Perpetual Composition, which is uh, blend number one. This is a Solera-style fooder beer aged seven months in French Bordeaux fooders. Hmm. Sounds good. Perpetual composition number two, I think it is, is done in Pinot Noir barrels with Balaton cherry. Sounds, Sounds good. awesome. Uh, they have a Pinot Colada version of Hill. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would be awesome. And the last beer I wrote down is Behaviors of Benevolence, which is a sour IPA with lactose, peach puree, red pomelo puree, and vanilla beans. Hmm. So, yeah, sounds like they're doing some cool stuff. Oh, and by the way, this beer in particular as a sour is very approachable for people who aren't yet into sours. So when we were saying, like, the Key Lime Pie Goza is not super approachable for people who aren't into sours, the Hill is. just an approachable beer if you're not into beer. Yeah, that's true. Because it's got that mixed drink aspect. and I mean the fruity. The Boil the Ocean, for that matter, too. Yeah. So... Okay. Mm. Now it is time to rank the four beers that we had. I th- I know where I'm going, I believe. Okay, go ahead. So my number four is going to be the Gradient Love. I still like it. It's still good, but it's my least favorite of the four. Once again, that's the New England Oded Double IPA Hopped with Vic's Secret, El Dorado, and Galaxy Hops. My number three is the one that Rebecca's pouring more of for herself, is the Key Lime Pie Goza, which is a Key Lime Pie-inspired Goza with coriander, salt, lime peel, and marshmallows, then conditioned on lime juice, vanilla beans, and graham crackers. Still good. My number two is The Hill. The double-fruited marshmallow passion fruit dragon fruit papaya hill which is the fruited lactose sour brewed with marshmallows and double the amount of passion fruit, dragon fruit, and papaya puree. And that means my number one is the Boil the Ocean, which is the sour ale with tangerine and sea salt. That's a particularly awesome beer. Good stuff. I like it. So your ranking. So my number four is the Key Lime Pie. Is the Key Lime Pie Goza. Okay. Got it. It's just, it's too... I thought you'd... Yeah, I thought you were going to say this. too limey and tart for That's me. Fine. Yeah. Um, my number three is actually The Hill. Oh, okay. Um, my number two is, is The Gradient Love. Love. And my number one is Boil the Ocean. It's unanimous. Yeah, The Boil Amongst the Ocean two is really good. <laughs> yeah, The Boil the Ocean is awesome. Um, yeah, if, if you had these four beers that you were able to get and you could only buy one of them, Boil the ocean. Boil the ocean all the way. Really cool. Really impressive. Okay, cool. So uh, your thoughts on Southern Grist? They do good stuff. 
Yeah. For sure. They definitely do. Um, cool. So, once again, lots of fun. Uh, reminder to people, if you want to try and do this homebrew competition thing, get at us. BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time. Keep it brutal. Brutal.